Energy-rich states produce billions of barrels of oil and gas, but are also home to some of the best renewable resources in the country. Earlier this month, a massive wind farm got the green light from the state of Wyoming. If the Choke Cherry and Sierra Madre wind energy project gets federal approval, it would become the largest in the country. But for now, there's no way to transport it, and as of yet, no confirmed buyers at the other end. For Inside Energy, Lee Patterson reports on why transmission gridlocks are keeping so much western wind at bay. Shiny white blades slice through the clear Wyoming sky. The sun is blinding, and the sound... Woo! It is yep. windy! Well, the wind's coming around the turbine now. Lane Anderson is a project manager with Pacificor, the utility company that owns High Plains Wind Farm. Wyoming is a excellent producer of wind every day, day in and day out. It blows hard and often, sometimes ripping through these high elevation plains at 60 miles an hour, and sometimes taking my hard hat with it. Oh. This farm is small, just 66 turbines, and most of its electricity is consumed right here in Wyoming. Compare that to the Choke Cherry Project, where a proposed 1,000 wind turbines would generate electricity for the West Coast, in theory. University of Wyoming professor Rob Godby compares it to real estate. We have a great house and a relatively poor location. Because Wyoming has powerful wind resources, but it's far away from the states that need more energy. And in order to overcome that location, we have to build transmission lines, and they're expensive. Three billion dollars expensive. That's the projected cost of TransWest Express, the transmission line that would carry some of Choke Cherry's power 725 miles to a station in Nevada. Both projects are backed by the Anschutz Corporation, a Denver-based energy conglomerate. In order to build their transmission line, Anschutz will have to cut through a lot of backyards. People don't like change. They move to particular places for a reason. They like where they are. And if you come in and say, this is what we're going to do for the good of the rest of the country, you know, in some ways they're sacrificing. One of those sacrificing is Wyoming rancher Niels Hansen. He drives me up over a fiery red rim to get a better look at his land. Oh, wow. Can you get that back east? <laughs> Utah-based Rocky Mountain Power is planning a different long-distance transmission line, one that Choke Cherry could also use to transport its electricity. Gateway West, is, we're almost underneath it. It's going to be running from east to west. Right across this property. And Hansen has been fighting it since the first letter arrived. I wrote him back and said, you, you're not welcome on our property. Stay off until you give me specifics of where you want to go, what you want to do. That didn't work. Hansen says the transmission company could have built on his property anyway by claiming eminent domain. Now, he seems resigned to the fact that the line will probably be built. I asked him what he thinks it will look like. A worse nightmare. <laughs> Private landowners slow down the process, and so do the feds, because two-thirds of TransWest will cross federal land. Beverly Gorney of Wyoming's Bureau of Land Management says they'll have to issue a record of decision, then grant a right-of-way, then a notice to proceed. But we are not the only entity that they have to deal with in terms of getting this uh, 
up and built and going. There's also Utah, Colorado, Nevada, and environmental interests. So they have many, many I's to dot and T's to cross before they can actually break ground. So essentially, this wind farm and its transmission lines are one gigantic bet on future energy policies and demands. TransWest sounds optimistic. They're, quote, very advanced in the federal environmental analysis process, unquote. And Rob Godby of the University of Wyoming says the combination of the Obama administration's push to reduce emissions and states' renewable energy mandates all mean transmission from Wyoming to the western grid could be incredibly profitable. And that's really the bottom line. Like anything else, that remains to be seen. So it is a gamble. And a long-term gamble at that. TransWest Express has been under development since 2005, and if approved, it likely won't be online for at least two to three more years. For Inside Energy, I'm Lee Patterson.